Hello there. Welcome to the Beloved Son Ministry Show, where we who were once only the prodigal children now dare believe that we really are the beloved children of the Father. This Father who has loved us with an everlasting love. So now, let us come together, yes, in all of our brokenness, in all of our woundedness, but also in all of our belovedness, to share with one another the impact God has had on our lives and the impact that He continues to have in our lives, so that our curses may become crosses and our crosses may truly become blessings. So welcome home, my beloved brothers and sisters. Happy fourth week of Lent. You know, in, in a church uh, today, we we refer to this Sunday as Laetare Sunday, which is similar to um, the Gaudete Sunday in, in Advent. Both means to rejoice, to rejoice. And I think sometimes we um, maybe we, we wonder, you know, why are we rejoicing in, 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 in Lent? Shouldn't we be really solemn and and um, and serious? Well, yes, but as I mentioned in in my reflection for today, for Sunday, um, we get to know why why we were why we were doing this in the first place. Why are we praying? Why are we giving things up? Why are we fasting? Why are we almsgiving? And it's it's for a reason. It's not just because that's what we do, but because we we do it because of the end to which we look forward to, which is the resurrection, which is the joy and the life that comes um, the end of the Lenten season, the the time when we come to rejoice and celebrate in in our Lord's victory over sin and death, and so and so that's why. We rejoice, and that's why we do all those things during Lent, is, is so that so that we can prepare ourselves to once again say yes to God and to give thanks for His great love for us. And so, in the middle of Lent, you know, in the midpoint of Lent, we're we're reminded to, and we're invited to, to rejoice, to rejoice because although this Lenten season may be long, similar to our life journey. It you know it may be dry and long sometimes, but we need to rejoice because we need to remember what's at the end, and that's the resurrection, that's new life, and that's Easter, right? And so, um, as you can tell from the background of my screen, for those who are watching, it's my, my, one of my favorite paintings, right? This is Rembrandt's Return of the Prodigal Son, and you know, needless to say, um, this parable has a big significance and an impact on my life and and of all that I do. And and the story of the prodigal son is really one that 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 leaves us wondering and questioning, and it and it invites us to really um, put ourselves into the story. Sometimes we may resonate more with the younger son. Sometimes we may think that we're more like the older son. Sometimes maybe 
even the father. And so, you know, to make the the more the very rich story um, short, you know, a man had two sons, and and the younger son said to the old said to the father, you know, give me my share of the inheritance that should come to me. And and the father said, okay, well, here's your share. And he goes off and and he he we're told he squandered it on the life of dissipation. You know, he used up all his money. And and he found himself um, in desperate need. One, because he had no more money. And two, there was a famine. There was no food. And so he, in, in, instead of going home, what did he do? He went into the foreign land, the foreign country, and he hired himself out. And of all things, what does he do? He, he tends the pigs, the swine. And for a Jewish person, for a Jewish, for a Jewish person to do that, he really must be in, in, in a desperate situation. Because as we know, the Jews don't, don't have any dealings with pigs because they're unclean. And so, and so the younger son here seemingly he f- has forgotten who he was, who he is. The father's son, yes, but also he has also seemingly abandoned his his faith, his his religion, that the Jewish practices, the rituals are no are no longer important to him. So in, in, instead of going home to his father and and doing things the right way, he he chooses to continue to go further, further deeper and more um, distant in in into the foreign land to to do things by himself for himself. But he finds himself unfulfilled. And we're told that he longed to eat of the pods, which was where the pigs ate, and but no one gave him any. You know, that's how desperate he was. He was he was fighting fighting for food with the pigs, but we're told that no one gave him any. And so, and, a, and a church father tells us no one gave him any because that's not what he really needed. What he really needed wasn't the food of the pigs, what he needed was a father and his love and his mercy. And so perhaps we can also relate with him in, in our own lives. Maybe there, has been, there have been times when we have gone away from our families or, to, or from our church and when we find ourselves in situations where it's hard to accept and hard to go through, we, we don't speak up. We keep it to ourselves and we try to make ends meet. We try to do it, do it alone. Only finding ourselves depressed, upset, frustrated, angry. And when, whenever that happens, brothers and sisters, it's really a, a gauge for us. It's really a, a parameter for us to say, okay, now why am I feeling this way? And maybe that's a hint from God, the Holy Spirit prompting us, hey, it's time to go back to the Father. It's time to just pause, stop, say a quick prayer and ask for the grace to to do what is right and and for the grace of humility to, to go back to the Father. And then, you know, we know the story goes on where the son goes back to the father and the father embraces him. And, you know, one of the most um, 
touching lines that I've always, that I, I have quoted in my email signatures and, and all this is Luke 15, 20. And it reads this. There it is. While he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. The father is always waiting. No matter how long you've gone and how far you've strayed away, he waits. He waits for you. He looks for you. And when you come back, he, he doesn't question where you've been or what you've been doing. He doesn't shame you. He doesn't um, point fingers at you. He embraces you. He kisses you. And he longs to be with you. So brothers and sisters, if we are at a point in our lives when we're, we're, where we feel disconnected, where we feel far away from God, know that he is looking for us, that he is waiting for us. And whenever we want to turn back to him, we're right there waiting to embrace us. So let, let us not be afraid to, 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 to take that step towards him because he's just like this picture here. He will, he will only hug us, comfort us, and even celebrate, celebrate our return because we are not our sins. We are not our um, failures. We are only God's love for us. And, uh, and there's also the issue of the older son, but we'll talk about that in a separate time. And so my brothers and sisters, as we continue with our week, let us just always remember that the, the, the father um, waits for us. He, he looks for us and, 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 and he only embraces us. And, and he just, he's, he's overjoyed when, when, we, when we return to him. So be not afraid and go and run to the father now and embrace him. Have a good week and, and God bless you. For more audios, videos, blog entries, and other resources, please visit us at www.belovedsonministry.org.